Podcast 62, Fiction Book List. Sponsored by my buddies at PantryParatus.com. They sell food preservation tools. Produce, prepare, preserve your own harvest. Beware the undertoad. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 from a book. That's that's, that's from the uh, the world according to Garp. They didn't make the movie. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh. And and this podcast is part three of books uh, that we're just talking about different permaculture books, and then this this one we're going to talk about some different magazines that you've enjoyed and some uh, fiction books that you think have some permaculture type messages. But you know what? We're on the beach again and this family just walked by we're both looking at our cell phones and they were laughing at us <laughs> they, they were laughing at us because as you pointed out earlier I, I outed you on the last podcast <laughs> for, for uh, uh, losing energy as, as we were bounding around in the uh, the tide pools yeah that's yeah. what they were laughing about oh they didn't know about that <laughs> they didn't know about they that they've been following us around the whole time yeah right no we just looked <laughs> really uber geeky playing with our phones on the beach. And it's a gorgeous morning. It's beautiful. <laughs> oh, yeah. It feels nice, too. It was, you know, a little, a little warm in that restaurant where we had breakfast. Yeah. So, beware the undertoad. <laughs> okay. So, that's, so, I guess, I, I, I don't see any signs like this, but apparently sometimes in the East they have a sign that says, beware the undertow. So, the idea being is if you go out... I think people know what undertow is. Oh, all right, all right. But, um, yes, so since we started with uh, fiction books, The World According to Garp, here's some other uh, fiction books. Which is not, a, The World According to Garp doesn't seem like a book I recommend for uh, homesteaders. <laughs> no. I just no. have to have read it. No, here's, uh, there were a couple that a lot of people in permaculture circles have read. Um, Ecotopia and Gap, Gap Creek. So, um, I know that I've been asked, like, oh, now, before we get into the specific books, now, I, I think that the thing is, is that if people are, like, thinking, why the hell are we listening to a podcast about books? This guy's just listening off books. How boring is that? I agree. Really boring. I don't get it either. But apparently, a bunch, like, when asked, what do you want to ask Paul during the podcast? <laughs> Was it three times it came up? At least three times, yeah. Have Paul list off books. Yeah. Yeah. What, well, particularly, what were the hundred books you read about gardening? And we just covered a few of those. but And you've moved on past those type of books, more to permaculture type of books. And uh, so I've had to nag you to get these podcasts done. And, and we've had to walk along the Oregon coast in order to make doing these boring <laughs> podcasts tolerable. <laughs> oh, look. Gum in the wild. Chewing oh, gum. Oh, no, the surfer. He just, oh, wow. He just did. He it, did. It. I saw his surfboard pop up in the air. Yeah. Anyway, you, well, you, you, you have know, to wear a wetsuit to surf on the Oregon coast. A wetsuit or a dry suit. There he is. He's still alive. Yeah. 
So that so due to my nagging, I'm uh, following through, making sure the requests get covered. <laughs> believe it or not. So Jocelyn is your advocate. Oh, here, hold hold the hold the contraption here and re-ask me that last. Oh, it was uh. uh Oh, Paul's rolling up his pants and uh, his... These aren't pants! Oh! I'm not wearing any pants! <laughs> he never wears pants. It's always overalls. So, yes, he's rolling up because uh, we're down at the shore, obviously, and his flip-flops are going to get carried away by the waves. There they go. See? See? There they go. I'm back here! And I'm learning to stop calling them thongs. <laughs> Yeah, we're old. We call we used to call flip flops thongs. <clears throat> what was the book? Okay, Ecotopia. Oh right. And then Gap Creek. So a lot of times when I've given answers to questions, then um, uh, and I, I kind of point out my position on something, then uh, the response of the forums is, "Hey, have you ever read the book Ecotopia?" Oh, the answer is yes. Yes, I have. And um, I read it probably when I was like 17. <laughs> but uh, Diana Lee Christian actually uh, like rented a room from the author when she was in college. How cool is that? Yeah. But um, I have to admit that I, I don't remember a lot. And, I, and there was a, a follow-up book for Ecotopia, and I read that, and I... I thought it was lame, and now I can't remember anything that the follow-up book had in it. But the Ecotopia book, fiction, um, has a, a, a really interesting story. The idea is, is that Washington, Oregon, Idaho, and Northern California secede from the United States. And then um, after some period of time, like maybe 40 years or something like that, they allow the first American, a journalist, to come into Ecotopia. And, uh, and the journalist describes how everything is really different. Um, one of the things that really stuck in my memory about it was that they did not use paint on anything. They built when they built things out of wood. They were cool with the idea that it's not going to last as long. And I have to admit that a lot of what's in that book. Um, most of which I can't remember, is a lot of the foundation for how I manage uh, permies. It's with the idea that um, when you get enough people in a collection that are embracing certain ideas, then we can all grow beyond those ideas. Um, whereas, you know, I was having trouble in other forums where it's like my ideas seemed ridiculous and crazy, and people felt it was really important to point that out to me, that I was retarded and I needed to seek medical attention. Um, so... <clears throat> Uh, I don't remember a lot of the particulars from the book. It has been a long time, uh, other than the one the thing about the paint. Okay. Uh, once in a while, I have a memory of something from the book, but. Well, and I think we can list these off pretty quickly, and then you can um, we'll go through the magazines, and you can describe kind of what you like about the different magazines, what kind of things you uh, look to them for, what kind of information. Ooh, cool show. Yeah. It's a very cool show. Um, so then Gap Creek. Oh, Gap Creek is a, a more recent, it's written more recently. It happens in like 1899. Uh, 
boy, this is an excellent story for anybody who thinks that uh, I was born 100 years too late. Go read this book, and it'll change your mind. You're born just at the right time. Uh, medicine is an awesome thing. Ooh, this part of the ocean looks deep. Oh, this is one of those things where it's making an island. <laughs> You're not coming with me. I don't know. It's like six inches deep. The tide's coming in again. I'll pull my skirt up, but I don't, you know. <laughs> I, I got some, I have some modesty. <laughs> <laughs> modesty is keeping you from enjoying the ocean fully. <laughs> Just going on record for that. Okay, so Gab Creek, the story starts off with a young girl, um... And, uh, look, 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 nope, nope. I thought it was a little teeny tiny crab, but it was just a little piece of floating seaweed. <laughs> they can be easily confused. Gap Creek is the story of a young girl uh, who is uh, coming of age, I guess you could say. I, I think in the story, I think she's 16, um, and her little brother dies. They go to the hospital, or they go to the doctors. They they hike a long, long ways to the doctors with a little boy, who's apparently a super sweet little boy, the jewel of the family. And the the uh, I guess the doctor and the and the doctors kind of look at him over and like you don't have enough to pay me. And the doctor the doctor's position is take two aspirin and call me in the morning. And um, on the way home, the the boy dies, uh, and rather grotesquely. Like, I think there were like worm-like things pouring out of his mouth during his death. Um, and then shortly after that, the uh, the dad dies of a cough. And uh, then it's just the mom and the daughter. And then along along comes some young fella and uh, seems to get an eye for the daughter. And days later, they're married because uh, that's the way things went then. And uh, and then they're off to, uh, they, you know, he's got a plan. They're going to go stay at this guy's house where they, he's worked it out so that they can get free rent there as long as the girl does all the work for the house, which is a lot. And then the, the guy goes and works a job where he tries to get some money to, um, I don't know, I guess pay for food or something. But, um, and of course, you know, the work ethic's a little different back then. So, uh... It sounds like a very... A story about an onerous life. Well, it's, it's a hard life, but then it's like, it, it, you know, at the first freeze, I mean, everybody knows the first freeze, that's kind of like how it's presented in the book, first freeze, that's when you butcher your hog. So they butcher the hog and they're rendering lard, but when they're rendering lard, the house catches on fire, and then um, somehow the old guy inhales some of the smoke, and, and the old guy, who's a nasty old guy... Uh, ends up dying, you know, and, and that makes things weird and awkward. And in the meantime, the girl gets pregnant, and she ends up giving birth at home, but it's stillbirth. She's all by herself, you know, giving birth at home. Um, so, point is, we got other books to talk about, but... Apples, they talk about how to, how to preserve apples, they talk about how to get by. Okay. She's, like, getting things out of the woods to try and sell, to come up with a little bit of money for this and that. So, uh, I mean, rather, because, like, right now when people are talking about, like, oh, I'm broke and I'm stuck in my job and 
it's it's a hell life. It's kind of like, oh no, read this book. You'll feel better. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, you know, her okay. first thought is, is like, okay, we need money. How do I get money? And 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 she goes to the woods. She goes out wild crafting and gathers stuff, which can be sold at the general store, and she'll have money. And it's like that's how she solves that. That's what's where her mind goes. Okay. I thought that was really good. All right, next book. Yeah. yeah. So the next two are controversial with Hermes, um, Atlas Shrugged, and Fountainhead. So we've got a whole podcast dedicated to those two. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we I, can just get, you know, kind of briefly mention. You enjoy them because of the integrity and the idea that uh, people can go on and do the things they love to do even though they have a ton of detractors and that was just really validating to you and I didn't explain that probably exactly how you I, I thought you did you did it really really well uh, you know and I think it's you know I have run into a lot of permaculture folks that are extremely passionate about this in fact I ran into somebody who was living out in the woods in a tree house living off of wild foods like like in 70% of their diet was wild foods. And uh, this gal, she uh, she read Atlas Shrugged at least once a year. Oh. And um, and then we, I, I met her uh, in town, and we're at a, and I was like, you know, some of the things she was saying, I was like, we're, we're sitting down for a meal, and I said, here, let me, let me buy you dinner. We're at some Mexican place. It would have cost me all ten bucks. No. I cannot allow anybody to ever buy me anything. And it's like, whoa, you really like that book. <laughs> she was sure taking it to heart, huh? So I I, I just kind of thought, like, because uh, I, I, you know, a lot of people, I meet them, and and, uh, and they hate the book. And uh, and their their lives are not anywhere near what I'd call permaculture, but they sing the permaculture song. But this gal doesn't sing the permaculture song at all, but she's living, you know, something that I would call permaculture. And... Um, uh, very, very low impact and very passionate about the book. Right. I, well, I could not read it once a year. Right. <laughs> it's a big book. Um, I, well, and and I think what a lot of people really don't like is how uh, this book makes, turns politics into, I thought some of the things were pretty extreme, too, in both Atlas Shrugged and Fountainhead, and people don't like what she's saying about politics and, and anyway so she uh, I think but, there's no politics in the book but well, well a lot of people do so but um, but anyway there's more talks about those and I think I think the idea of in personal integrity and following your passion are really what you enjoy about uh, right, and a big part of it is I think that what my idea of permaculture is mountains of observation with uh, innovation. Yeah. And and this book celebrated the innovators. Right. And there there are people who disagree with the whole idea of personal integrity with her characters and stuff like that, too. But but we're talking about certain types of integrity. <laughs> and we're talking about me, yeah. what I like, yeah, what yeah, I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So moving on, there's another book. Um, and also had a movie made of it is Into the Wild right and I don't really I haven't read the book I've only seen the movie have you read right. the book um 
can't remember. I thought I did, but maybe I didn't. Um, I, I think the point with that book that you pointed out is is this kid that goes to live totally remotely on his own. He wants to live like that guy all those PBS movies were made of. Um, I can't remember him. You know the guy in the cabin that all the PBS movies? Oh, uh, uh, Dick Prennicky? Yeah. Into the Wild? That Into the Wild? Are we talking about the Oh, wait, thing? no. No, it's... No, no, no. Alone in the Wilderness. That's it. That's, that's it. Dick Prennicky. Right. But that's a so, movie. But he's got a book, too, apparently. Right, right. So, um, so the book, Into the Wild, what you've pointed out multiple times is that people think they're going to go live completely off the wilderness. And this was a young college kid who thought he could, you know, totally live and isolated out of the, you know, live off of the wilderness. And he died. I mean, that's a spoiler. He died. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I think even um, uh, even for someone who educates themselves fully on the wilderness and how to live in the you know in a completely remote situation, there's there's risk. <laughs> you can die, and it's it's probably better not to be alone <laughs> to do that. One of the possible side effects is death. Yeah. Yeah, um, but now I thought we were like being really careful to not to only have books that that I read. Oh well, I don't know how that not, got on the and list. Not DVDs. Yeah. Plus, uh, plus, we also eliminated a bunch of books that I thought sucked. Right. Well, sorry, that one got left on the list while we were driving. I thought. Oh, okay. I thought you wanted to mention that one. So um, here's the last two fiction books. Actually, Into the Wild is nonfiction, but last two fiction books: Drop City and A Last Babylon. All right, so uh, Drop City um, is a, a book about a commune somewhere, I think in California, and, uh, and at the same time, um, a town-ish area, a huge area in Alaska, and so the book kind of proceeds to describe these two communities, and... Um, and they are very, very different. Uh, the one that's a kind of a commune, um, everybody does share a lot of living space. Uh, but at the same time, uh, um, I mean, there's lots of drugs. And I'm not a drugs guy. Uh, but, it, but you know, it turned out that there were different kinds of hippies, which I thought was good. Uh, one, one flavor was like... Um, uh, very industrious and building things and making cool things. And another flavor seemed to want to just sit around all day and beat women. Um, and then the community struggled with the idea of like, like we know that beating the women is bad, but like, how do you go and stand up to somebody without becoming, you have to be at least as big of a dick as the people that are doing the beating, because of course they say, you know, basically they want to start beating you. <laughs> and so how do you, how do you uh, persuade somebody that beating is not okay while not beating them yourself or getting beaten? Um, so basically the beating continued. Uh, and then in the other community, there was a lot of violence there, too. Um, and this is all Drop City? This is Drop City. I can only do one book at a time. You're okay. listing two books. Oh, well, <laughs> I, I walked away from you for a minute to uh, take my jacket off. So. She was stripping out on the beach. Right. <laughs> I had to take my jacket off. It's, it's get, The sun's coming out more. It's, it's, it's warming up. So, uh, look, a little river. 
So um, the community up in Alaska was was spread far, far, far apart. Like everybody lived like you know, uh, ten miles away from everybody else, kind of a thing. But there was one little town where they would often gather in order to you know trade stuff or or whatever. Um, and uh, they focused on one guy up there in Alaska, and uh, he had a woman up there with him, but she couldn't stand the solitude. So she got out of there. Um, in the meantime, well, no, I've got more oh, to say. Okay, okay. <laughs> in the meantime, uh, the the group down in I think it was California, the the, the commune uh, was was getting the notice that uh, they're not welcome there, and so the government had finagled things to, you know, basically bulldoze the commune, and so they put, got themselves all bunched up in a big old school bus, and then they all went up to Alaska where they. Or this one guy had inherited some land up in that other community. So then the two communities met. And uh, <laughs> it's kind of like, that's, that's the, I, the thing that was going to climax of the book, but it goes on past that. Uh, wow, what a story. What a story. And, and then there's just tons and tons of stuff about living in the wild, um, uh, how you think you'll love living in a cabin out in the woods, and then the, uh, the endless solitude that comes with that. Um, and then there's uh, the stuff about how you'll just love living in a community. And then there's the uh, the beatings and stuff that go with that. The crapping in the woods where uh, suddenly no one wanted to go into the woods anymore except the crap because that's where all the crap was. Uh, you know, uh, it kind of makes you kind of gives you a good clear idea of how these issues can be a little more complicated. Um, I thought it was an excellent excellent book. Good story, really good story. What was the, what was the next one? Alas, Babylon. I read this one because I was required to read it in high school. Um, and uh, uh, basically this uh, fellow lives in Florida, and he gets a call from, I believe, his brother, and who's like works at nuclear big shottery, and says, I'm sending my family to you because you're in this sweet spot where if the shit hits the fan, uh, it'll be one of the few places that don't glow. And so, um, and, uh, you know, and I can't say more than that, but my family's coming for a long, extended visit. Um, uh, and uh, then the brother calls up and says, hey, you know what would be good? Going to the grocery store and getting enough food to last a year? That would be a smart thing. You know, today. Today would be good. Um, I'm sending you uh, a shit ton of money. Which, by the way, money will be, like, stupid here. So anyway, uh, uh, it kind of tells the story of the shit hitting the fan and um, uh, all the different things that they do to kind of make the best of it. Um, and uh, sure enough, they're their spot doesn't glow. Wow, big waves. Their their spot doesn't glow, and and so they're happy about that. Um, and then there's lots of death everywhere else. But anyway, it, it does spend a lot of time talking about <clears throat> I don't know about the following year. I think. Well, and I think that's what uh, a lot of the listeners from the survival podcast, and even a lot of permaculturists, and um, a lot of people are interested in preparing for all different kinds of disasters. Even in Washington State area, as I say all the time, we're in an earthquake area. I mean, it makes sense to prepare in case there's an earthquake. Just have food stockpile, things like that. So that's a fiction story about that. What do you see down in the... I just feel the sand going from underneath my feet. I'm sinking. Oh, because I'm sinking! Yeah, 
Yeah, the tide's coming in. These kids have been body surfing. It's it's not all that warm. So, is that all the books? All the uh, that's all the books. All right, yeah. why don't we stop here and we'll do the next podcast on magazines then. Yeah. We had people that. asking for shorter podcasts. And plus, yeah. we should probably go and, yeah, take okay. care of stuff. Okay. All right. If you like this sort of thing, come on out to the forums at permies.com, where we talk about, uh, let's see, little crab, <laughs> uh, ooh, seagulls, uh, ocean water, waves, sand, lighthouses, homesteading and permaculture all the time. Mm-hmm.